Welcome to today's episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. My name is Adam Bersan. And I'm Chris Smith. If you've yet to do so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with a friend or colleague. We greatly appreciate your help and support. Today, I just wanted to talk about the week that I had last week and really just kind of unpredictable how unpredictable the week was, but how I was still very successful and had a pretty good week. And and this is not to to brag about how I had a, a, a good week and, and, you know, and wrote a lot of business in just three days, but it's more to, to kind of help you guys and kind of show you that even if you don't have a very well structured week that's full of appointments that you can still be successful. So, and I also, I'm going to have Chris out here in a minute too. We're, we're going to kind of talk about this together. He also had a good week and I'm under the assumption that he probably had a lot more appointments set than I did. So we're just going to talk a little bit about the difference and how you can still be successful even when you don't have a whole lot of appointments set. And that's kind of how my week went. I, I didn't have a whole lot of appointments set. Unfortunately, I've been having a little bit of trouble lately with, with getting a lot of appointments set. I use an appointment setter. It could be the lead source, the lead type. It just seems like uh, they have a little bit more difficulty setting up the appointments lately. But with that said, it's like, well, I still have to go out and I still have to do what I can to catch up with people and write business. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Morning, morning. Hopefully not too much background noise today. I know you have 802 people coming for Thanksgiving. I have about 12, so we got a lot going on in the background today, but I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, thanks for for hopping on. So yeah, like I said, I'm just going to kind of go through my week. Also, for those of you who are are listening, I would recommend to check out the life insurance, or I'm sorry, insurance life and everything in between Facebook page. I know a lot of you are, are listening lately on the podcast, so check out the Facebook group page, and that's where we communicate throughout the week with one another, share different ideas. We share just a lot of this different content is also on there as well. So, so anyways, my week and the way that it went. So first off, I just this is a quote that I always kind of think about that's always in the back of, of my head when I'm out working. And this is a quote by Tom Hopkins that basically he just says, work in selling is the only time you spend in front of someone who is qualified to say yes to your product or service. Everything else is preparatory. So if you have a bunch of appointments set, that's great. That's the, the preparatory work. And then the work is really when you are sitting in front of somebody who has the ability to say yes to your, your offering. So, and, and, and again, my week, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of appointments set. So, I mean, I would say I worked hard, but a lot of it was preparatory, just doing as much work as I could throughout the day to get in front of somebody. Now, you, you know, in this business, you must be willing to bet on yourself and a steady flow of leads is essential. And I recommend if you're brand new, and you need leads right away. Let's just say you want to make some money over the next few days. I mean, I would recommend place a Facebook lead order because you can get those leads very quickly. Or if you can locate some aged direct mail leads, those are also well work well as well. And then 
And then you, you also have to place a direct mail lead for three or four weeks out because, again, we have the turnaround time. It takes a little bit of time for those leads to come in. But in the meantime, at least you have some Facebook leads to work. Remove any thoughts of failure from your mind. You have to have a clear mindset. It's When we're out in the field, I mean, we are by ourselves a lot. And I think that the way we think really has an effect on how our day goes. And that's where I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I listen to lots of different audio books. Just, I, I mean, every once in a while I'll put on, I have like a, a playlist. It's just kind of like some, some music to kind of pump me up a little bit. Maybe like if it's later in the day and I'm a little tired, just little things like that. But you gotta, you, you can't fear failure. You can't focus on failure. You have to know going in that this is going to work and you kind of have to have that instilled in your mind that it's, it's going to work and don't take shortcuts. You know, we, we teach people to do things a certain way for a reason. If there was an easier way, that would be the way that we would be teaching you how to do it. What we teach you is what works and what's worked for us in the past. And there's no reason to, to deviate from away from that. And, and try to figure out an easier way because unfortunately the easier way, the shortcuts usually ends up costing you more time and maybe even more money. Don't settle for making one sale a day. Because sometimes I think people out there, they're happy if they make one sale and okay, well I made my sale for the day. So now I'm going to head home. But what happens if you strike out the next day or the, the day after that? I mean, you could write one app on Monday and strike out the rest of the week. So you just, you just, again, you just got to keep going. You got to keep going and, and have some structure to your week. I'm going to kind of break down my, my week and what my, my week looks like. And, and again, a lot of that comes from the help of, of like Chris and how he has done things. And, and that's where I realized, yeah, I need a, I kind of need to structure my day out a little bit better. I mean, Chris is a guy who's written a heck of a lot of premium over time and, I mean, I've, I've done well, but I've never written as much as he has in a year. So I figured, heck, I mean, it, same thing. I mean, if it works for him, why would it not work for, for me as long as I'm willing to put that time in? And that's it. Number six, you know, you got to be willing to put that time in. You can't treat this like a nine to five job. You can't treat it like a hobby. And when you leave your house in the morning, you got to know that you're going to be out there all day. Like you're not just going out there to, to knock on a few doors and if you don't have any success, you just go home at 12 and have lunch and not go back out. You, 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 when you leave your home, don't plan on getting back until, until nighttime, until it's already dark out. And you know, your family maybe even's already had dinner. You're going to have to eat, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to heat your plate up. Useful tools. Well, I think you need a mapping program. The one that I use is in route. In route is, is a good program. I know there's many others. There's like road warrior, a few others in route works for me. I think it's like maybe $5 a month. So it's, it's very reasonable. And, and I mean, I have right now, I bet I have like two or 300 addresses, like just plugged in with all these different pins on the map. So the storage is good. I mean, you can, you can add in tons of different addresses. Yeah, it just makes it a lot easier. And and what's cool, I mean, the pins will save on the map once you put the address in. So you can look at the map and you can kind of see your leads and then you can see other leads that you might already have that are in that area. So that's what I like about it. I use that and I that kind of coincides with notability. 
or Good Notes is another one. Very similar apps. I had been primarily using Notability. I was having a little bit of issues with the search feature, so I started using Good Notes. Like I said, very comparable, but it to me it makes it real easy to be able to organize my leads, and I can sort them by location because because of the search feature. I could I could plug in a city, a name of a city. I could plug in a, a zip code, and it's going to show me all the leads that I already have stored in there. So it kind of helps me to stay organized so much better than back in the day when I just printed all my leads out and I'm shuffling through all my leads. I mean, I bet I I probably missed out on hundreds of thousands in premium over 20 years just of leads that just kind of went on the wayside, that just kind of kind of slipped through the cracks. That doesn't happen as much with when I'm organized with like notability because everything is just stored in there and it's easy to find. And like I said, if I'm in an area, maybe I just have a little bit of time to kill. Well, I can plug in the name of that city and just kind of see what other leads that I have in that area that I can catch up on. Even like if I have an appointment in a little bit, just something to do in the meantime. And and also it's, it's also good for like, if you ever have like paper applications, maybe you need like an endorsement sign, things like that makes it a lot easier too, where the companies, they can email you whatever form you might need to sign. You can just have it signed right on there and send it straight back to them. Just, it's a time saver. It just makes it a lot easier. And I know, Chris, you use, you use Notability too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's important to recognize that as organized as you can be makes you more profitable. And no one's going to be perfectly organized. That's a little bit much for a business owner, but some kind of a system. And I love Notability. I have all of my applications there, all of my training notes there. I have all of my leads printed and organized by zip or week or county or city, depending on the situation. I like to have them physically available to me at all times as well, because you never know when you're going to get a referral, end up in a different area, and really want to take advantage of being in that area as well. Yeah, it definitely helps. Like I said, I mean, it just to me, it just helps me stay very organized everything is in there. A lot of agents I know, they feel like they have to take the hard copy of the lead up to the door. I haven't in a very long time. I I have all of the leads, all of the, yeah, all of the direct mail leads I have stored in the notability. I show them a copy of the lead card right on my iPad. And yeah, I mean, I and what's cool, I mean, I can even zoom in. Like if they tell me that they didn't fill it out, I can zoom in really big like is this your handwriting? Oh yeah, I guess I did do that. But anyways, yeah, it works. So this is just kind of a breakdown of my my week or what I want my week to look like. Monday is my office day, as, as you can see right now. I mean, I'm in the office. We do our trainings on Mondays. I work on social media, work on the podcast. Me and Chris do some different recordings and stuff. And then just a matter of kind of corresponding with agents and just other, maybe I have some work that I need to, maybe some pending business that I need to catch up on, little little things like that. And also recruiting, of course, that's the ultimate goal here is, you know, building and growing and doing what we can to help and support as many agents as we can. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is my days out in the field where the goal is to have appointments from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then I door knock leads whenever there's a no show or if there's a gap in my day. I mean, the chance of having an appointment every single 90 minutes, it happens, but it doesn't happen every day. So I always have to kind of plan ahead and 
and know that I'm, I'm still going to need a door knock some leads to kind of fill in those gaps. And then Friday's my office day, kind of same, same as Monday, Monday and Friday, very similar days. So I have two days to kind of focus on all that. And then the, the three days out in the field where I'm just hitting it hard. And then Saturday and Sunday are appointments as needed. Sometimes you, you meet with people or you catch up with somebody and they say, well, the only time that's really good for me is on a Saturday. Well, as long as I don't have anything else going on, you know, I'm going to take the trip out there to do what I can to catch up with the people. And you know what? Brand new agents, Saturdays are great days to catch up with people. So, I mean, I wouldn't just focus on this for yourself, especially if you're brand new. You want to be out in the field as much as you can. I mean, I would say at least five or six days a week. So this is my schedule because, again, I'm running the agency. I'm trying to to not only personally produce, but also build and grow. And in time, you know, my goal is to kind of take one day at a time out of the field to be able to focus more, again, the ultimate goal of just kind of building and growing the, the organization. But brand new agents, you need to be out there, I'd say, at least Monday through Saturday. Saturdays, you're going to catch a lot of those people that are working during the day. And especially this time of year when it is, you know, when it's getting darker a lot earlier, it, you're, you're maybe not going to be able to stay out as late where those are people that you're going to want to catch up with on a Saturday or even a, a Sunday if you have to. Again, you know, this is the sort of business you're going to get out of it as much as you're willing to put in. So, you know, put that time in and you'll be happy that you did because again, I mean, when we're spending money on leads, you want to get as much out of those leads as you can. And, and again, if you can't catch up with those people during the week, you just might have to get out there on a Saturday. And this is just kind of a breakdown of my goal of what I want. I want an appointment set 9 a.m., 10, 30, 12, 1, 30, and 6. Some people might do it by the hour. I like to kind of keep it at 90-minute increments. And I still might be late to my next appointment if, I ha- if I'm totally booked up. I don't really care about that. I mean, I, I kind of, I always say, I always plan ahead as though they're not going to be there anyways. Yeah, what's up, Chris? I, I always find it interesting that sometimes folks think that our schedule is like American Airlines flight schedule, that if you're late to your appointment, you're going to miss your flight to Hawaii for the holidays. Like, it isn't how many appointments I can be on time for. It's how many people I can sit in front of and then turn into a production from there. So don't think to yourself, oh my God, I got to get up and leave to make it to my next appointment. If you're sitting in front of a qualified buyer, progressing your way through the presentation. Of course, you don't want to be there for hours and hours and hours. There's only so much time somebody can listen to you run your mouth, but love the one you're with. And remember that you're not getting credit for how many appointments you were on time to. You get credit for how many presentations that you gave. Yeah, I mean, I would even say too, like if you're out door knocking leads, you know, let's say you have a three o'clock appointment, you can never really think about like, well, what happens if I get in a house and I'm in there too long and I get to my three o'clock appointment late, like door knock, I would say, you know, door knock those leads up until like two thirty, two forty five before you know that you got to get to your, your next appointment. And if you're late to your appointment, you're late to your appointment. And I'm going to go through that because that actually happened to me this week. The night before your day of appointments. So let's just say that you did have some success, whether you have an appointment setter or you're booking appointments yourself. Let's just say you had a you know pretty successful day of, of getting those appointments set. 
Well, I'd recommend make sure that your calendar's correct with just the person's name, address, phone number of the appointment, and then plan your day as though your appointment's not going to be there. It's kind of just a weird way to look at it, but I always like to plan ahead as though they're not going to be there. So what, what I mean by that is, well, if they're not home, well, let's see, I have I have a nine o'clock appointment and then I have a 1030 appointment. Now that 1030 appointment, these leads are kind of in a similar area. So, well, let's just see what else do I have to work if that nine o'clock appointment's not home. And I'll, I'll go through my leads and I'll figure out, okay, these are people that I'll be able to catch up with if that appointment's not home. So I always have, I always kind of know my next move. I always know my next move of what I'm going to do. Cause I don't want to, I mean, it's, is it productive to just sit around for 90 minutes in the car when I could be catching up with more people? Oh my gosh, Adam, I wrote down today for the big Monday training. We did phone, not in person. Now I'm dressed and showered and presentable versus earlier today. I wrote down something to the extent of you can never have to be thinking to yourself, well, who do I go see next? Like that is such an absolute indication that you are not prepared and you're wasting time. Like your leads, your appointments, your book of business, your referrals, your lapses, your cross-sale opportunities, yeah. neighbor next door, voicemails on your phone, emails. Like there, there cannot be a time during the course of the mere 45 hours you have at a sales week where you're in the field and you have to think to yourself, I don't know what to do next. That, that's, that's not acceptable. Yeah, again, work and selling is only the time you spend in front of someone who's qualified to say yes. So if you're sitting in your car for 90 minutes, just waiting for your next appointment, well, unless you have an app that you can write over the phone, <laughs> I mean, you're not really being productive. Again, the night before, always plan ahead. You know, what am I going to do if these people are not home? What other leads do I have in those areas? Sort things out, be prepared. If you're doing it, if you have a no-show and then you're trying to put all of that together, well, that's going to take up time. So this is how my week went. Let's see, what that say there, Chris? I couldn't see it. I Sharpie, that didn't help. Preparation equals confidence. Confidence equals premium. I couldn't imagine going into a day with no idea what I was going to do. It would destroy my confidence, and if I wasn't confident, nothing would happen. Preparation equals confidence. Confidence equals premium. I like that. So, you know, and I see somebody put on here, set the goals for the week. You may hit it by Tuesday. So, and my goal for the week when I got out there, I got in my car, figure eight o'clock in the morning last Tuesday. And I said to myself, I want to write 10,000 in premium over the next three days. That was my goal. I, I and as I said, Chris has a, a daily call. I was on the call on Friday and I mentioned that, that I, I would rather set a goal that's, that's very high and come up a little bit short than to set up a goal that's just a, maybe a, a little bit too achievable. And then I just don't really feel I, where I, I feel like I probably could have done a little bit more. You know, I'd rather shoot for the gold and get the silver than shoot, shoot for the, the silver and get the silver, I guess you could say. So my first appointment, 9 a.m., a no-show. Oh, no. You know, what am I going to do? I had a no-show, 9 o'clock in, you know, in the morning. My day's ruined. <laughs> you know, and again, you know, like I said, I plan ahead. You know what? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. A 9 a.m. appointment. I always want to, if anything, if, if any appointment I set for the day, I always want to make sure I, I, that I want to have that 9 a.m. appointment set. Even if they're not home, it got me out of the house. It got me out of the house early. 
where if I hadn't had that appointment set, well, you know, I'm, I'm, our house is pretty busy. I mean, I have three kids. My wife's always running around trying to get them ready. I try to help as much as I can, but, but if I had that appointment set, I know I have to get out. I got to get out. I got to get to that appointment. So, so yeah, that it gets me out of the house, even though that person wasn't home. Well, I'm still up and out and it's early and I still got a full day ahead of me. So first appointment wasn't home. Well, I put the route together in the area where I had some new Facebook leads that needed to be worked. And then I, I noticed that I had some older direct mail leads that I just kind of filled in as a, as a filler that were also in that area. So I, I put the route together. I door knocked maybe two leads that were not home. And then I got, I got one that answered the door 10 AM in the morning. And I wrote the guy $492 annualized premium. And that was one that was a direct mail lead. It was from December of 2022. So we're talking about a lead that was just about a year old. And I went to the door, treated it like a brand new lead, wrote the app up. He needed it. And he was happy that I was there. So, and he had no idea that the lead was a year old. He didn't say anything about it. I didn't bring it up. He felt as though he just sent it back because he might have just filled out another card and set, sent in another card. People fill these things out all the time. But See, I, uh, yeah, just one. Yeah, what's up, Chris? Hate to cut in on that one, but I think I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've heard it before. Agents that don't even get into the field until later in the afternoon, and they would have missed this first sale of the day and the first sale of your sales week, which is oh so critical. So the earlier you're starting, the more opportunity you're giving yourself. So why aren't you starting around these times. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, you write one like that right off the bat, it sure puts you in a good mood for the rest of the day too. You know, builds up your confidence. You're just, you, you can't wait to go and see the next person. You know, I got out of that house. I would say it was probably about 11 o'clock. I was probably in there for about an hour, 11 to one door knocking leads. Same thing. Just not catching people at home. You know, the leads that I've been working to, the, these Facebook leads, they are much more spread out. So, you know, in that two-hour span, I may have only knocked on two or three leads. I mean, they were spread out quite a bit. But then the 1 p.m. door knock, you know, it was a really big one. Could have been my week right there. 2800 in premium. It was actually, it was a Facebook lead. A guy filled it out, and it was actually for his mother, who was, she was like 86 years old. And, and there was only one company that would insure her. She had some pre-existing stuff going on, but was able to get it done, a $10,000 policy over 2,800 in premium. And they were happy. You know, they were happy because she needed it. I mean, heck, 86 years old. I mean, waited a little bit too long, but at least, at least I have something now. So again, you know, right there, I mean, feeling good, pretty good premium right there. And then the next... Two hours after that, just door knocking leads and finally got in another one, four o'clock in the afternoon, another Facebook lead wrote that one up for 1449 in premium. So, I mean, pretty good day, you know, wrote one pretty big one, but you know, still I'm happy if writing three apps for the day, pretty happy there. And you know, 4,795 premium. And again, not one set appointment all off of just door knocking the leads. I think some people would have been satisfied with that as their week, but I think it's so important, like you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, to recognize the value of volume. 
one application could easily be declined, easily be rated, easily be free looked or wake up the next day and say they don't want it kind of thing. We all hate that. But when you're writing three applications a day, you could lose one every single day. And that would be weird and unfortunate, but it wouldn't slow you down. If you're basing your entire day off of one application, it's like a, it's not going to work out very well. Yeah. You know, we, again, you know, we just, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us. And I mean, and, and I knew, you know, this week too, this week, it could be a bit of a slower week. We got Thanksgiving on Thursday. I mean, we're having a bunch of people over. I'm probably not going to be able to work a, a full day, if any, on, on Wednesday. So I really only have one full day out in the field tomorrow. So I really, I needed to, to do what I could to, to write a lot last week. And fortunately it paid off on to Wednesday. I had zero appointments set for the day. So not one appointment set. I put a route together of new Facebook leads to work. And, and again, you know, these leads, you know, unfortunately they, they are, they're just, they're so much more spread out. And to me, I, I mean, I think almost, I feel like I got a little bit lucky because I, I was able to, to get in front of a few in a row that just happened to be home where, you know, sometimes you'll door knock these and they're not home. And I mean, you could go through maybe door knocking 10 to 12 of them in a day and maybe you only catch up with a few of them. So, so anyways, you know, nine in the morning started door knocking nine to one, really a whole bunch of nothing, just a lot of driving, not catching up with anybody. Finally got in one at one thirty in the afternoon. This was a lead that was kind of far out there. Like I had nothing else in that area. I was, it was probably at least a good 30 to 45 minutes that was just out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chance it. What the heck? Why not? Let's just see what happens. And the person was home. This, this uh, lady comes to the door. Actually, it was her name that was on the, on the lead. She came to the door and she's like, well, what did she say? She said, my cat just had surgery. Now is not really a good time. <laughs> you know, I said, well, yeah, can, can we just talk about it out here on the front porch? So evidently maybe she just wasn't comfortable with me yet. You know, I just kind of showed up. She, yes, she filled the card out. She didn't really know exactly what was going to happen when she filled out actually not the card, but the Facebook ad. She didn't know what was going to happen when she filled that out. If she'd get something in the mail or someone would call her, she probably didn't think someone would just show up at her house. So I'm there. So let's take care of business. Anyways, they're talking to her on the front porch, sat down there, talked for a little bit. And like, she got a little bit more comfortable with me and was like, you know what? Why don't we just go inside and sit down? I'm like, okay, fine. So we went in and sat down and it was actually for her father. It was funny. Just like the one the day prior, she was looking for her father who was like in his like mid to late seventies. And, and she lived with her dad. Her dad was there. He was actually cutting the grass when I was talking to her. And then he finally came in and joined the conversation and ended up writing, writing that one up $944 annualized premium. So then the next one on my route was about maybe 20 minutes away from that lead. It was a door knock and same thing, got in the house, wrote it up, 626 annualized premium on the husband and then another 547 on the wife. Well, so right there, I had my my three apps right there. And then I door knocked a few more after that. 
I think I might have set up an appointment. Just not a whole lot after that. Found out my kids had something like it's seven o'clock at night, so I did have to get home a little bit earlier. But still, over two thousand in premium on those three apps for the day. So right there, I mean, for the week, heck, we're already like over six thousand in premium, almost seven thousand in premium, just within those two days out in the field. Some agents would be happy to do that in a month. Yeah. Adam, quick question for you. For those that are watching too, maybe this would be interesting to them. So if you've ever had this issue in the field, comment below, reply now during the live stream, or maybe we'll catch the comment on demand later. The middle of the day is always like a circadian low for people, kind of like a human issue we all experience where the middle of the day, you're like, well, I'll go home. I'll take a break. I'll take a walk. And then like they really start to slow down. Maybe someone is watching right now who experiences the same issue. What do you do to make sure you're keeping the same energy level up from the start of the day to the end of the day? Like I said, I mean, I don't know. I just say, if anything, I listen to, you know, a lot of the different content I listen to. And then if anything, if I feel like I'm getting a little tired, like I said, I might just put some music on and pump me up a little bit, you know, just, it's just, that's really it. You know, just that, that's really what I do. It's just listen to something that's just maybe motivating or just something that's going to pump me up. Maybe I'll put my Rocky music on and, <laughs> and that'll, that'll keep me going until my, to my next, uh, to my next, uh, door knock. Like I said, you know, maybe, maybe stop and get an energy drink or, or something if I'm feeling tired, but I, I never just say, oh man, today's just not a good day. I'm tired. I'm just going to go home. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, you stay out there. I mean, I, I never like going home feeling like I could have done more. I always want to go home feeling satisfied. Like even if I had a bad day, I know that I, I gave it my all and I did as much as I could to make it work. And if, if the day was a failure, it was a failure, but at least I knew that I, I gave it 110%. And, and I, I, I just, I hate it if I, if I come home and I just feel like, you know, what if I would have stayed out a little bit later? Maybe my day could have been better. I don't want to have that feeling. I'm going to stay out later because I don't want to have that feeling. Exactly. You got to have the mentality. Like if you were showing up for a job and you had a scheduled shift that you had to work, you'd have to work it. You wouldn't get to just leave because the day wasn't going well. I'd, yeah. I mean, we all had jobs at some point, I assume. I know you were born into the business and you were door knocking in, in, in your size 4T clothes at that age. <laughs> But realistically, some of us had jobs and we all know this, that we couldn't just go home because the day was bad. You literally clock in at 9.30, 10 o'clock, whatever time it is, and you clock out at 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock. You do that for three weeks, it becomes a habit. And then you, when you cheat on yourself, you really feel bad about it. So create the habit that you clock in at this time, you clock out at that time, and the rest will work itself out. Anything that you do specifically, Chris, if you feel like you're having... You know, just a, a little hump that you got to get over. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that the reason I haven't had a zero day since like 2017 is I have a fallback plan B list. So if the appointment's not there, what can I do next? If that didn't work, what can I do next? And a lot of that falling back is book of business. Like if they bought from you once, they'll buy from you again. At least go back and see them. And if they don't have a need for any more coverage, at least they remind you that they bought from you. They liked you. They trusted you. They give you their social, their bank account, their kid's name, their older medical history, all of that at one point in time. So fall back on people who have liked you and bought from you before. And at the worst, it'll give you a confidence boost to continue throughout the course of your day. 
Yeah, I like that. You know, and that's, if anything, I would say something like that would be for me more like, I guess you could say like crunch time. Like you get to the point of the day where it's like, I got to write some business. Like I don't want to go home without anything. And that's what I'll do. Yeah, I'll find policyholders, even maybe some policies that had lapsed, you know, just anything where I can go back and talk to some people that have already done business with me that are within those areas. Yeah, because I hate going home without anything. So, yeah, you know, when you hit that time of the day that maybe it's like crunch time, especially if it's a day where you haven't done anything, I'm definitely going to start going through and seeing who else can I catch up with to, 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 to get the most out of my time. And even if it's getting late and, you know, you don't, you don't have a whole lot of time and maybe it's getting dark soon and you know that, if you go try to work another area, it might be too late to get out that way. Well, then figure out what you can do within the area that you're already in. It does make it a lot easier when you've been in the business for a while and you kind of have that that list of policyholders that you've already done business with. But, I mean, heck, even brand new people, you could go back. I know I've mentioned this in the past. You could write somebody within 30 days, go back and write them. You could go back and see them and write additional coverage. Just check on them, see how things are going. Who knows who's going to be in the house? What other relatives might be over? And you just help them with insurance, so maybe then uh, they can help you too. Or you can help them too. Yeah, Thanksgiving, more people are going to be around a lot of these clients' homes. So think about that. Maybe you can go back and you catch someone there that wasn't there before, and it's an easy referral opportunity because somebody in the family has already liked you and trusted you. I think it also comes down to something super simple. Short-term sacrifice equals long-term gain. You might hear Adam talking about how he was able to get a fallback on a book of business or me referring to an add-on opportunity from a book of business or a lapsed client. It's short-term sacrifice from the very beginning that's led it to long-term gain. Short-term sacrifices like Adam's talking about his original schedule. Well, my original schedule was Monday at the conclusion of my morning training until 6.37 o'clock. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, brute force effort your way into some level of stability, a lot of short-term sacrifices leading to a lot of long-term gains. So don't be afraid to push a little harder because each day you continue forward, you're only making this business easier for yourself. And it, again, and it comes back to having that steady flow of leads too. And, and the stuff that we talked about earlier with organizing with the leads and like that notability. I mean, heck, like I said, I wrote that one, one, one piece of business Monday morning, or I'm sorry, Tuesday morning on a lead that was from last December. I mean, had I not been organized and kind of had all that in place, I mean, that wouldn't even have been a lead that would have been in my route. And I mean, heck, I'm going to make probably four or $500 right there that, that wouldn't, I would never have, have made had I not been organized and been able to put all that together. So then Thursday, 9 a.m. to 1.30, do- I door knock leads, really not having a whole lot of success. You know, just people weren't home and just a whole bunch of nothing. And then I finally got in a house at 1.30. It was a door knock and I wrote $1,104 in, in premium. This was actually a Facebook lead that I had probably door knocked, I bet four or five times and had just never caught the person and kind of the same thing. I mean, I feel like a lot of times if, if an agent is not able to catch somebody the first or second time, they're just going to be like, ah, they're probably just not answering the door. They're probably not there. 
I'm just going to give up on it and move on to the next. But I, I think being persistent is important. And that's evidence of it right there. I mean, I was very persistent, was finally able to catch that person. I got in the door. She needed the coverage. She was happy I was able to help her. And all of her kids were happy. I mean, they're helping her pay for it. So, I mean, they knew she needed it. I mean, it was a solid sale. It's not going, probably ever going to go anywhere. But again, you know, like I said, had I given up at it after two or three attempts, same thing. I mean, I'd be walking away from a pretty good commission. You know, out of those weeks that I was working new in the business, Monday through Friday, like it was a job and I needed to learn the job, I would door knock these leads so many times. And I would get fresh leads every single week. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't working them to exhaustion. But if you looked at the back of my lead where I was taking notes, I was there three different times on three different days. And I gave that lead a solid work ethic. Like I, showing up and knocking at one time on a Tuesday and the same time on a Wednesday is not working the lead. It's three different times on three different days before you can even say you've worked the lead. And then did you call it? Did you text it? Did you leave a delivery sticker? Did you check the neighbor? Did you check the back door? Like you paid money for this thing. Go work it. Don't say you were there one time, called it, hung up, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, even at the house, I mean, I'll knock on the door. If they don't answer, I'll walk around. I'll see if there's a back door. You know, heck, and if there's windows open, I'm I'm yelling into the windows. You know, hey, Mary, you here? You know, like. Just anything you can to, to try to, to get their attention, to see if anybody's home. So again, we're spending money on these leads. We got to do what we can to, to get in front of the people. And then, okay, so this, this, you know, this is what I wanted to bring up here. I had a three o'clock appointment that was an hour away from where I was working. And so at 1.30, I knocked on that door. I ended up writing that person 1100 in premium. I very well could have been like, well... You know, that appointment's an hour away. I just, I, I don't think I'm going to have time to knock anymore because what happens if I get in? What happens if I make a sale and I'm there for an hour or an hour and a half and then I'm going to be late to my next appointment? Well, I was late to that next appointment. It was a three o'clock appointment and I think I got there about 10 to four because it was an hour away, hour away. But I wrote that person at 130, 1100 in premium and the guy at three o'clock was uninsurable. He had like terminal lung cancer. He was hooked up to an oxygen tank. He was like laying in a hospital bed. Like there's nothing I could do for the guy. So, you know, had I, like I said, had I just cut off early in that other area to make that other appointment on time, I mean, I would have walked away for a pretty good sale. And who knows, I had already tried so many times to get a hold of that lady. Who knows if I'd ever even gotten a hold of her. And then the 4.30, was a no-show, okay? So 4.30 appointment was a no-show. I think I I knocked on a few more after that, just didn't really have a whole lot of success. But to close out the week, well, 1,104 for the day and 8,000, a little over 8,000 in premium over those, that three-day span. So, and again, you know, there was one in there that was pretty big, but even if just an average size premium, I mean, I'd still would have been over 5,000 in premium over those three days. So, so yeah, you know, like I said, you know, I think that it was a pretty productive week, even though I had hardly any appointments set and no success on the appointments that I did have set. So just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that today, because I know a lot of times people feel like if they don't have those appointments set, that means that they just have to stay home 
and they're, they're not going to get anything done where I hardly had anything said. I still went out and worked and I had a very productive week. Now, Chris, I wanted to talk. I know we're about 45 minutes in now. I just want to talk maybe briefly about your week because I know you had a good week and I'm assuming you probably did have some structure to your week. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got everything written down here. I always keep everything on a legal pad. I know it sounds super low key and super low budget, but it's just how I keep everything organized. And I could go back to anything, probably the last four weeks, they last about six weeks at a time and tell you exactly what last week looked like pretty easily. You know, my goal at minimum is to write $417 a month of monthly premium, which equates to about 5k in final expense. And during AEP, my goal is to write five to seven, maybe 10 Medicare Advantage enrollments because this is the season to do it, bulk up and build that renewal income. I had probably about 30, 35, 40 leads during AEP. We have extra marketing money and a lot of extra leads. And I gave them to the appointment setter. Appointment setter set almost an entirely full Tuesday. Let me go back on the calendar and see so you can't say I made this up. Yeah, almost an entirely full Tuesday. And I had a referral to start the day. No, not a referral, I'm sorry an existing client. So from the moment our morning training was over, I was getting out of the car and in somebody's home. And that day ran all the way until 6.30 or 7 o'clock. Did everybody buy? No, but I gave myself the opportunity to see as many people as possible. And even in the midst of having 10 appointments, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight backup opportunities I had already pre-planned that if this doesn't work, I was going to go there. Wednesday, not currently in the field on a Wednesday or last Wednesday, but even if I'm home doing office work, which is not income producing activity, I have everything planned out by the hour on what I want to do. Priority tasks, secondary tasks, things that I'm going to get accomplished during that eight hour period. And then Thursday, I had a goal set, final expense, Medicare Advantage. And on Thursday, I had oh, not a lot of appointments. One, two, three appointments out of an entire day. It's kind of challenging, kind of demoralizing to see a lot of open spots on the calendar. And worse off, the very first appointment was probably two hours from home, like way out north of Philadelphia, closer to where I grew up than where I work. But I went out there, I saw the person, person was home, person needed Medicare coverage, person needed coverage and final expense, person's sister needed coverage. I walked out of the home with an entire day's worth of production in the first appointment. Of course, I didn't head home after that first appointment. But Adam, you know what that told me? That told me by making that extra effort to go further than I normally would want to work and actually showing up to work, even though I didn't have a full day of appointments, the system rewarded me for my efforts. It was a $225 final expense opportunity between two people and a Medicare Advantage enrollment. Absolute gold. I continued throughout the rest of the day. Second person, not a qualified buyer. Later in the day, nice qualified opportunity. And then I filled in the rest of the day with backup opportunities I had created. So the reality is, is that some days you're going to have all green on the calendar. Some days you're going to have a lot of white, but it's still your responsibility to find a way to take every hour you have and turn it into a profitable opportunity. Um, Adam, I have one more tip unless you have a few more things to go over before I, I finish my notes. Yeah, not really. You know, like I said, just kind of the theme of our training, you know, like I said today, just the, that, that quote from the beginning, you know, the, 
the only time you're really working is when you're sitting in front of somebody that can say yes to your offering. I mean, that's, again, the mindset, I think, that we're talking about here and just ha- you know, having that kind of instilled in the back of our mind that I got to be out seeing people regardless of whether there's an appointment set. You know, you had those appointment sets. Sounds like you had a few pretty solid days, but even when you didn't, you had planned ahead, kind of like what we're talking about. You know, you already kind of knew where you were going to go. Now, that appointment that you had that was like two hours away, had you talked to the person ahead of time or did you just make the attempt to get out there without talking to them first? Just well, I had the appointment setter originally texted me on Tuesday and said, I have an appointment in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's not anywhere near where I was currently working. She has enough sense, thank God, or what have you, to realize that's not geographically close to where I'm working. And I said, that has to be a first or last in the schedule. The first place I go or the last place I go, I can't put that in the middle and not destroy the rest of the day. So she said it and she confirmed it. And he was actually there, which is statistically unlikely. Like you're going to set it and confirm it and they'll be there. That's a bunch of unicorns at that point. But I still, But you didn't call to to confirm. Like you're just, okay. Yeah, I also still had probably two or three backups geographically close to that area if that guy wasn't going to be there. It put me at the top corner of Philly, and I had written down three or four people that would take me back through that area if he wasn't there. I mean, he was, which was great, but I wasn't going to like stake my entire day on it, my mentality on it, my attitude on it. It was a great sale, but I had a plan in case he wasn't there. Awesome. Yeah, if you have a, one more tip, I think, and then we can just pretty much just about ready to close it off for the day. But yeah, go ahead and what do you got, Chris? Be willing to do more. Like, do that one extra thing that most people really weren't willing to do. And over the course of time, it will come back to you. Be willing to start a little early, stay a little bit late, knock one more door, ask for the referral, round up the premium you're showing, ask for the cross sale. Like, just do one more more than what other people would do. And you'll get further than others in business. Like the book, The Power of One More by Ed Milet or Milet. He's another one who's pretty good that that I listen to his podcast almost every day. You know, pretty good, pretty motivating. There's one that I definitely would recommend. It was a few weeks ago that he talks about ego that I think would be a great one for all of you to listen to. Check out Unity Life Group. That is, that's my agency. We are building, we're growing. We have opportunities for, for in-home sales, also telesales. We have a lead program. You'll never run out of people to see along with our weekly trainings and support. You know, again, I mean, I'm all in the field working. I, I, I know the business and that's where, I mean, a lot of the different places out there, it's like the leaders, they've never even done it. They've, they've recruited, they've brought people on, but they never sold themselves. So and I'm still out in the field. I enjoy going out and seeing people. And we take our agents out. We work with them. We do what we can to show them how to have that long-term success. Lots of opportunities to build and grow and build a team. And we have you know multiple carriers, of course. I just bring that up. I was so focused on the one product and the one company for a, a good portion of my career. But about a year ago, kind of broke out. And when we have multiple carriers that we work with now to to really fill in the gaps and fit the needs for our, our clients so they have the best fit and, and the best plans that are available. And as well as high contracts, those that have been in the business that are looking to build and grow. You know, we can put you at a good level where you're going to have plenty of room to build and grow. And then go to adambersan.com for future trainings. You can sign up and 
we'll add you to the marketing list and you'll, you will receive an email every week of the future trainings to come. Again, check us out on YouTube as well as our weekly podcast that is now our podcast is, is actually now it's on Apple, it's on Amazon, it's on iHeartRadio, it's on Spotify. I mean, it's all over the place. So, I mean, you can search insurance life and everything in between and, and find it, like it, share it. You can comment any suggestions that you have for future episodes would be, be welcomed as, as well. The goal really for me is to at least throw about maybe three or four new episodes every week out there. So yeah, the more help you guys have, the well, we, we do greatly appreciate that. And thanks again, Chris, for coming on this morning. Appreciate your help and, uh, you know, congratulations as well on having a, a good week last week. And, and like I said, I mean, I just, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we teach what I like is the fact that, I mean, we're, we're teaching through our own experiences and we're and not just the experiences from like 10 years ago. I mean, we're talking about things that we did that helped us to be successful last week out in the field. So, you know, we keep up to date with what's working and what's not. And I mean, really not a whole lot changes outside of just technology and stuff like that. The whole methods of doing business are still pretty much the same. Well, Bottom line, it's just a matter of get out there and doing it. Yeah, there are definitely things that don't work, though. I've done it. I've tried it. I've experimented with it. I've tweaked things. And the interesting thing is everything works once, but some things don't work the second time. And we're teaching from stuff we've done and trialed and, and learned and failed at and grown from. So if you're watching this and someone isn't providing that same kind of content to you, dive into what we have. We have hundreds and hundreds of episodes, training videos, and weekly training available for you. Well, thanks again, and I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Spend some time with your, your loved ones, and and don't eat too much because, you know what? You can get out there and write some business on Black Friday. I've done it. They're buying. Why can't they buy from you? That's right. So thanks again. All. Have a great week, and give us a call if you need us. Thanks again. And this concludes another episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend or colleague. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please leave those too. Any input is greatly appreciated. Thank you.